Hey everyone, thank you for choosing to spend time out of your day to listen to today's episode. I'm your host, Zachary Aird, and let's get this playing. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about playing to your role, and the biggest thing to play to your role is having humility. And we see this through a lot of the NBA teams that are actually winning uh, winning and advancing uh, farther in the playoffs or high school teams or college teams. The teams that are going to advance are the teams that have the most humility throughout the locker room. And humility... Humility is the same as being humble, being low and not, you know, gravitating towards extrinsic factors, but having intrinsic factors of uh, thank you. I made that great play, all that stuff that's coming uh, together. So humility is an important aspect because it's putting your view of putting yourself before others, the we before me. And you see that through a lot of uh, T-shirts and all that. But can you be together through when times get hard to have that we moment instead of being me 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 because no one likes playing with that teammate who is me 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 and the team is going to be far better off when the team is all about the we so I wanted to read a passage uh, that I came across on a TED talk and it was um, before we begin or actually the supreme goodness is like water it benefits all things without contention it's indwelling it stays grounded in being, it flows to depths. In expression, it is honest. In confrontation, it stays gentle. In governance, it does not control in action. It aligns to timing. It is content with its nature and therefore cannot be faulted. And this was uh, by Teo Te Ching. And there are so many great aspects. And the first great aspect that I took from this, uh, according to the TED Talk, the first great aspect of it was harmony. And when I came to harmony, I thought about Michael Jordan. So a little backstory on Michael Jordan was that Doug Collins was the coach original for the Bulls, the Chicago Bulls. And throughout those years that he was coaching the Bulls, he always wanted the ball in Jordan's hand. He always wanted Jordan to score as many points as possible, you know, because he thought that would be the best game plan. So later on, when they wanted to hire Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan actually didn't agree with this because he knew that the ball would start becoming out of his hands. So in, uh, in part of that of hiring Phil Jackson, they hired Tex Winter. And Tex Winter was the mastermind behind this whole triangle offense. And the triangle offense was very based off of Phil Jackson because Phil Jackson brought all of this Native American uh, traditions and rituals to play together as a team and just be like a tribe, be togetherness. So that's what the t- triangle was trying to portray. And whenever you see teams play throughout the triangle, it's everyone touches the ball, everyone has a peace aspect. It's not like today's game where it's a pick and roll on top of the key and maybe three people are involved in the offense. It's very, very uh, organized to play team basketball. And Phil Jackson saw this and saw through Jordan that he could be able to overcome this challenge of not having the ball in his hand, but to play together, play together as a team. So when I thought of harmony uh, throughout this passage, I thought of Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan decided to you know what, let's not win all those accolades, not, let's not win all those MVPs, but if I win the championship, that'll be the key contender of what my legacy and what my name will stand for because that's what we remember him as, as the rings. Whenever you have the GOAT debate or any type of debate in the NBA or college, it's always how many championships did you win, how many rings do you have on those fingers? All of that aspects come together to make a great player. And who better not to look at than Michael Jordan? So Michael Jordan had so much harmony going on through his life to take away from his ego and take away from all those blows to his ego and just play his own basketball game, play togetherness and play with his teammates because that at the end is what matters about basketball. So just like the reading that I taught you, 
it was about the river and the river is staying low and it's staying in its own harmony but it's also helping the things around it it's also helping the plants the trees the animals that drink from it all of that so michael jordan is the water michael jordan is the water being below the surface being below the surface to can i have harmony and can i be under the water can i navigate and can i can i help everybody else basically can i help the animals can i help the plants grow because if the water is not there the plants don't grow and if the plants don't grow now the animals don't get to eat so that was michael jordan and that was topic number one of harmony throughout the passage at the end of the water and end of the river like i said in the last topic the river is having harmony because when the river ends and it's at its end point it's going through all the rocks and it's going through all these plants and trees and animals and it's not agitated it's not mad it's flowing and it's flowing because it's in its own role and it's as we should say as we should take in our own teams of the role we're in, if you're in a if you're in a business, if you're in a on a team, if you're in a coaching staff, if you're on a everybody has a role. So you have to play to your harmony to exceed in that role because if you don't exceed in that role, you are technically bringing the team down. So when I thought about harmony and I thought about the water not being agitated, the water not being mad, being, you know, not being down, I thought of Andre Gidala. And Andre Gidala was from the Warriors. He came from the Sixers to the Warriors, and he took a low cut uh, to play on this team because he wanted um, to be on a championship team. But also, they told him that he would have to come off the bench and be a six-man. So actually, a funny fact is that he's never won the six-man year of war award because he was always playing behind Ginobili and Lou Williams and like players like that. I think Marcus Smart was one of them. And he just never won the six-man award, but he also won three championships with the Warriors, and he also won uh, finals MVP against uh, when he was with Curry. But the the fact that he had harmony was because he knew that his self-worth was better than anything else to bring to the table, and what he brought was himself. So for a basketball team, anyone that you are, if you're an athlete, if you're a teammate, if you're a student, if you're a teacher, anything that you do, you don't have to bring everything to the table. You don't have to bring everything to the table that's not yours, that is yours. You don't have to bring everything. All you have to bring is yourself. And with yourself, you ha- you know your strengths and you know your weaknesses. That's all you got to bring to the table, and that's what's going to make your team better. So that is exactly what uh, Andre Gidala did. He brought himself, and he brought himself with if they needed a spark plug, if they needed defense, if they needed offense, anything that uh, Steve Kerr needed from his team, Andre Iguodala was was needed for it. And I was looking up the book that he wrote, and it was like the six-man book that he wrote. And he basically explains, like, the family members didn't understand what was going on with his minutes. The family members doesn't understand any of that, right? And he was getting agitated, like, okay, his identity was getting starstruck because he was, like, the best dunker. He was the best player on the Sixers, all that, and then went to the Warriors to play low minutes, not get what he wanted, not distribute offensively like he wanted like he would, that he know he would. But he know he he knew what was happening. He knew he didn't see the light at the tunnel when Steve Kerr did. But he never showed it. He never showed it in any way. But the thing that I'm trying to tell you is that that's going to happen in life. Uh, I know I'm still young, but for me, being on a basketball team, it's not about the minutes. It's not about that. None of that really matters, honestly. What matters is the teammates that you're building the wins that you're building, the culture that you're changing, which Andre Iguodala was a big part of that Warriors dynasty culture. And the funny fact that he said in that book was that the, the family members didn't understand. 
and family members aren't going to understand and they don't understand because they're not at the hundred practices with you. They're not at all the shoot arounds. They're not at all the films with you. They're not at everything with you every step of the way. They're not there with you. All they see is the game, the the 40 minute, the 42 minute game that's being played. That's the only time that they're ever going to see you on the court. They're not at the practices. They're not at the weight room sessions. They're not at the training room. They're at none of that. So when people and parents and, you know, telling you all that stuff, you have to put that aside because they're the ones that are not holding your hand, putting you through it. You are going through that and you are learning from it. So I took that from Andre Gidala because he was someone that was just like the water, just trying to help people of the water being the water being harmony. And harmony was so perfect because that's what you need on a team. You know, there's going to be people like Draymond Green who are very outgoing and very extrinsic, very, you know, outside of their body. But they need someone like Andre Gidala to hone everything in, to be that vet that someone needs that, you know, can tell them, like, you know, life isn't all about basketball. Go out there and go have some fun with the family, with someone you love. All that stuff is what matters, and that's what matters in harmony of the passages that I read from Teo to Ching, that the water wasn't getting agitated, the water wasn't mad, because Anji Gidala knew at the end of the day of his role on the team. Not many people can understand that from a, from a perspective because of their identity. But Andre Gidala flew past that, and now look at him. He's won three rings. He's won finals MVP. The only thing he didn't win was a sixth man of the year. But for me, being a Warriors fan, I truly believe he was a sixth man of the year. So that's Andre Gidala having harmony on his team on the Golden State Warriors for Steve Kerr to look past who he was as a person. The next topic that I uh, learned through this passage of Teo Ching was openness. And openness is important for any basketball team because you're open to learning what you have unlearned, which was by Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee basically explained that which when you're learning by what you unlearn, you get to learn new things, you get to learn new outcomes of what's going on in the world. And when I read this passage and I thought of openness, I thought of Phil Jackson. And Phil Jackson was so important to the Chicago Bulls dynasty and the legacy that he put on there because of how open he was, how open of how he had all these players and how he can gel them together. He had some of the best players, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, and way different personalities, and he was able to bring them together. And I've read many of his books, and most of his books explain that uh, through this have I already explained was the tribes and how he brought Native American traditions into what he was believing in of being openness and being open to the possibilities of what was going to happen. And he made it important to teach other people how to be open as well. Like Michael Jordan wasn't accepting certain uh, meditation practices that he was doing before games. Like, I mean, who wouldn't uh, believe meditation practices back then? But nowadays it's kind of becoming more um, aware of those meditation practices. But back then it was something uh, that I've seen, like no one was really doing it. So Phil Jackson was open to many a lot of coaching principles, and it was just important because Phil Jackson was just important to what was happening throughout the dynasty of how they won so many games. The 72-10 and 10 season, the six rings that they won together, all that was important because Phil Jackson was open to each team that he coached. And then he coached uh, Kobe Bryant and Shaq on the Lakers team, and then coached. Uh, he was an assistant for the Knicks before that. But every team and every player that has ever mentioned Phil Jackson was just explaining how much of a person he was, how much open he was. And that's just from the Teo Ching 
uh, passage that I read of just being open. And if you could be open as a human being, then the possibilities are endless in your life and in the world. Because as you have seen with Phil Jackson, he was very, very, very uh, a complete person and was just very successful in his life and on the teams that he coached. And he was, um, like I explained in the other part of um, Tex Winter, the person who came up with the triangle offense, he was very open to that. Because a funny story about that was that Doug Collins was pushing uh, was pushing Tex Winter away uh, to the point that he told Tex Winter to stop coaching. So Tex Winter was actually on the sidelines in practice and like behind the bench just writing notes down. He wasn't saying any more words because Doug Collins told him not to. He wasn't saying any more stuff, any more things. And Doug Collins was just watching that. But Doug Collins also noticed who was there helping um, Tex Winter and who was also listening to him every second of the day. And that was Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was an assistant coach while Doug Collins was coaching. And Phil Jackson was just taking little bits and pieces of Tex Winter every second of the day and just being nice. It's almost like the, the, the saying that people always say, be nice to the person who's the lowest in your business because you never know when you're going to need them one day or you never know if they're ever going to be your boss one day. The lowest person, always be nice to them. So back to what I was saying with Tex Winter, that when finally Phil Jackson got hired, Phil Jackson loved that Tex Winter had this kind of offense that would bring uh, endless outcomes and endless, I think there's 33 possible outcomes that could happen in the offense that he created. And Tex Winter was so important to that team because Phil Jackson was so open to having uh, people like-minded like him to achieve this success. And as I've said already, six rings, um, Phil Jackson has 12 rings, I believe, but throughout all of his coaching and throughout all of his successes, he was very open on what he was trying to teach the team and what he was trying to do. So that's basically it. The passage that I read was basically trying to teach you guys as athletes on how to play a role in having humility, having harmony, and having openness. And if you have those three uh, key aspects, then you are going to be a great basketball player. Um, maybe not even make it to wherever you want to be, but at least you'll end up being a great athlete and a great teammate because that's what people are going to remember you on how the, how you treated them. They're not going to remember the points you scored, how many rebounds you had, uh, if you made that ever game-winning play. All they're going to remember is how you made them feel and how you made them feel as a teammate. So that's basically it. Uh, Tale to Ching's passage and um, harmony, humility, and openness. If you can have all three of those, then you are far better off than some athletes in today's world. Um, that's basically it. This is going to be episode 29, uh, playing to your role and humility. Uh, please give this uh, episode a like and follow if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe and like. Uh, that'll be helpful. If you're, if you're still watching right now, uh, put down in the comments what you enjoyed or what you want to hear about athletes or what you're even struggling with if you are an athlete, what you're struggling with, with I can probably say, what I could probably teach, and what I have probably input on. Um, that's very important to just get what other people are saying and maybe you don't know that someone else has already been through what you already did. And that's how I used to get through my seasons on just you know asking people how they overcome this or how they overcome these obstacles in their life because everyone's going through the same path, but everyone's on a different journey. So it's very important to just talk to someone if you need help and just put down in the comments what you're help with or what you're most excited for for the next season. Um, if you're an audio person, thank you for listening on Spotify, which was Metamorphosis with Zachary. If you want to follow my account on TikTok, it's Zared underscore four, I believe. 
And then on Instagram is Zachary's underscore metamorphosis, where the E is a three and the two O's are zero, Zachary's underscore metamorphosis. And that's pretty much it. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it means a lot. I'm excited. I'm excited for this to keep growing, and I'm excited for my new chapter in life. So very excited, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, always remember to come back to the breath. Mm-hmm.